Hey bros, welcome to Therapy Guy Time. My name is Tanner. And I'm Ian. And today we will be covering the complex topic of ADHD. What is ADHD? According to the CDC, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or commonly known as ADHD, is a neurodevelopmental disorder that is commonly diagnosed in childhood. ADHD can affect a wide variety of individuals, and each of them are affected differently in terms of their symptoms. There are three main types of ADHD. Predominantly inattentive presentation, where an individual may find difficulty performing and completing tasks, as well as staying concentrated in general. Predominantly hyperactive impulsive presentation, where an individual may experience restlessness and the need to fidget to get through their everyday lives and combined presentation, which is a mixture of the other main types. Some of the risk factors for ADHD may include a person having blood relatives such as parents or siblings with ADHD or another mental health disorder, drug abuse, and environmental factors. The symptoms of ADHD can be categorized into two types of behavioral problems, inattentiveness and hyperactivity and impulsiveness. Most people with ADHD fall into these categories with some of their problems, but not all the time. In children and teenagers, the symptoms for inattentiveness are having a short attention span and will easily get distracted, making careless mistakes, for example, in schoolwork, appearing forgetful or losing things, being unable to stick to tasks that are tedious or time-consuming, appearing to be unable to listen or carry out instructions, constantly changing activity or task, and having difficulty organizing tasks. The main signs of hyperactivity and impulsiveness in children and teenagers are <clears throat> being unable to sit still, especially in calm or quiet surroundings, constantly fidgeting, being unable to concentrate on tasks, excessively excessive physical movement, excessive talking, being unable to wait their turn, acting without thinking, interrupting conversations, little or no sense of danger. The symptoms that are most shown in adults with ADHD are carelessness and lack of attention to detail, continually starting new tasks before finishing old ones, poor organizational skills, inability to focus or prioritize, continually losing or misplacing things, forgetfulness, restlessness, and edginess, difficulty keeping quiet and speaking out of turn, blurting out responses and often interrupting others, mood swing, irritability and quick temper, inability to deal with stress, extreme impatience and taking risks and activities with often with little to no regard for personal safety or the safety of others as example driving dangerously with people there are several types of professionals who can diagnose adhd they include clinical psychologists clinical social workers nurse practitioners neurologists psychiatrists, and pediatricians. Determining if a child has ADHD is a difficult and complex process. 
Many biological and psychological problems can contribute to symptoms similar to those that are showing in kids with ADHD. For example, anxiety, depression, and certain types of learning disabilities may cause similar symptoms. In some cases, these other conditions will be the primary diagnosis. In others, they may coexist with ADHD. A thorough history by the parents and teachers, and when they can, from the child themselves. Clinicians use checklists for rating ADHD symptoms and ruling out other disabilities. For adults, the diagnosis comes from multiple sources as well, like the checklist, behavioral rating scales, uh, detailed history of past and current functioning, and information obtained from family members or significant others who know the person well. ADHD cannot be diagnosed directly from talking as they may not show signs of ADHD during the questioning process. As part of the evaluation for it, physicians should also conduct a thorough examination, including assessment of hearing and vision to rule out other medical problems that may be causing some symptoms of ADHD. In some rare cases, people with ADHD may also have a thyroid dysfunction. An anonymous student from Kingsley Pearson High School took some time to share their experiences with ADHD. The interview may be unpleasant for certain individuals, so feel free to skip or pause whenever needed. The following is a narration of the interview. I will be reading the part responses from this anonymous student. When did you first know that you had ADHD? I was first diagnosed in the third grade. Basically, my parents and teachers filled out a questionnaire about me and how I acted to determine if I had ADHD or not. How did it affect you then? When I was younger, and even now, simply memorizing things was never easy for me. Math was naturally difficult for me. I always needed to know why something happened, or at the very least, be able to work my way towards a solution. But with math, especially with simple math that is all memorized, that didn't work for me. I still struggle with simple multiplication and subtraction. How does it affect you now? Lately, I've been finding out more and more things in my life that actually affect my ADHD. The scenario of not being able to get up and get things done is a common one for me. It doesn't matter if I have the motivation or the urge to do something, like my homework for example. Another thing I learned about my ADHD is that it affects impulse control. It affects me especially when I'm talking to other people. I often interrupt others, even if I don't mean to. Where were you at your lowest point with ADHD? This one is kind of a downer. Whenever my life seems out of control, my ADHD tends to get worse with it. The lack of motivation gets worse when you don't feel emotionally stable. Recently, my procrastination has been at an all-time high, which leads me to not doing well as I really can in school. I'm in pre-calc, and the subject alone has been a struggle. Just using a graphing calculator and memorizing equations has been an all-out pain for me. How did you cope with it? Coping with ADHD has been hard at times, mostly when I'm distracted or completely off track. I tend to be a more independent person, so when someone like my parents recommends some coping mechanisms, I'll shrug them off. I do take medication every day, though. Next to that, making lists for me to follow does help me quite a lot as well. For motivation purposes, I'll give myself some free time after I work on a specific amount of homework where I'll watch YouTube videos to keep me going. Is there anything else you would like to add? 
ADHD is like your mind is constantly moving whether you want it to or not. It's the feeling of not being able to sit down and get work done. It's people not being interested in your rants or stories about the weird things you find cool. But it's also knowing everything about all these specific topics and being able to jump into conversation. It's like being able to make connections that others can't. And it's like having an imagination that, quite literally, can build entire worlds. ADHD is hard at times, but it's a big part of who I am. And like most things, it is a lot more of what's on the surface. While there is no true cure for ADHD, there are various methods of treatment available. These include the use of medication, different types of therapy, and the intervention of family and school. In terms of medication, there are two main options, stimulants and non-stimulants. Those who struggle with finding the motivation to complete a task may look into the stimulant-based medication, while those who struggle with restlessness and fidgeting may want to take a non-stimulant approach. When it comes to therapies, an individual may look into a wide variety, including psychotherapy, behavioral therapy, and cognitive behavioral therapy. On top of this, intervention from family members can encourage or discourage certain behaviors, as well as a school intervention in the case of a younger individual. That's it for this episode of Therapy Guide Time. Tune in next week for our coverage over OCD. And remember to stay happy, stay healthy, and we love you, bros. If you or a loved one is struggling with a mental disorder, the National Hotline is a 24-hour service to help those in need. Call 1-800-662-HELP for the free service. Other sites and services will be listed in this episode's description.